Secure Secure uh, Future podcast with, uh, that's Brendan Murphy, I'm Tom O'Hagan. Um, we're from Compass Financial Solutions in Havertown, Pennsylvania. Uh, basically, we provide secure um, future uh, in insurance and uh, equities. So that'd be something like that. You know. Okay. But uh, I don't know, like, I don't think that's the perfect way to say no, it. Right yeah, to say. probably not. You know. But yeah, I mean. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get it. Right. It's more of a. Um, you know, we provide guarantees for the rest of your life. Right. Is really what we do. Yeah. It's either that through income or it's through long-term care is really what we do. Right. We make sure that if, you know, your customer or client couldn't perform the, you know, the opportunities and their, their you want to say their duties to their family and their loved ones, that's what we, we make sure that they can. Right. And that we have to put them in a structure that will allow that to do that. Right, exactly. And then when did you get started in um, Compass? Uh, so back in say this is only twenty three, so about twenty, let's say twelve. I went to my father in law Pat Lyman, who started Compass Financial, and it was at the time it was Compass Financial Partners, and he was doing it out of his house. Um, he had been in the insurance industry at that time for like forty years, and so I married his daughter, and you know I was bartending and running restaurants at the time. Um, so I went to him and was like, Hey, I'm about, you know, I'm having my second kid soon. And it's kind of to the point of can't be out to three o'clock in the morning every night. So I went to him and was like, listen, I kind of want to learn about what you're doing. Is there a way you can teach me? And then he brought me into the business slowly. Um, my first actual contract was, was, with Voya, which is really not even in the life insurance business anymore. But, uh, yeah, that's how I started. And then, you know, three days a week I would go in and start learning, took the tests, passed and, been doing it ever since. And when you uh, joined him there, you said he was working out of his uh, house. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what what changed that for him? Uh, about a year in, I said to him, I, I can't work out at my house <laughs> because I'm just so used to hanging out and watching TV because that's what I did when I wasn't working at the right. bar. So I, we, we went uh, office shopping and literally ended up, we were looking around the corner and we drove by and found a location we've been in for the last, uh, you know, nine years. Right. So now, like, uh, um, Pat's uh, um, basically, I would say, 90% retired. Yeah. I mean, I would, call him, I would call him our chairman emeritus, if, uh, for lack of Absolutely, a better term. Absolutely, the emeritus. And, yeah. yeah. And you're basically now CEO and senior partner. Now, um, when taking this over, right, uh, what was one of the challenges that you saw taking over? Or, or, and what was your future for it? Did you want to grow it, or were you happy with the status quo? Or Yeah, no, I've always felt that the – the uh, like the building blocks were there. It's mm-hmm. not the um, it wasn't the best practices all the time because you didn't have we didn't have an asset manager at the time, mm-hmm. right? And you can't build a, a portfolio without asset management, right? right? I can only do so much because I am only licensed in life insurance, long term care, social security planning, so I can show you how to claim them, how to take income, how to do all those things. But I don't sell stocks. I don't mm-hmm. I don't manage mutual funds. So we have to build relationships outside. And finally, we have, you know, we have an asset manager that we trust and we use. Uh, we have a couple different ones. Not everyone's uh, egos fit together. So it's kind yeah. of, you know, we have a couple different ones that we use. Right. And that's, uh, that's important. I mean, yeah, we're, we want to provide secure futures for people, but you can't just be 100% in a fixed. You just can't. You'll, you'll never be ahead of inflation. You'll never be, you know, you'll just never get ahead of the game. But you also do need guaranteed income. At some point in your life, right? But you look at back, you look back, look back to your grandparents and things of those natures. 
They all had pensions, right? They were either salesmen or they were in the army or whatever it was, and they had some kind of pension or a union for that matter. So they had guaranteed income, right? Right. The difference with our parents nowadays is that they've been working for all these years and pensions have gone away. They've been frozen. And if you weren't in, say, like the Iron Union or you weren't in the police, you weren't a police officer or a teacher, you know, which their pensions are underfunded. Right. So you're looking at them. So their guaranteed income has gone away. Right. Right. So it's going away to the dinosaur. So now it's on your clients or the people out there to use their 401k to build their pension. So if you look back, you don't want to take everything that your grandparents did, but you want to take those pieces that make it so you can live comfortably throughout your whole life. Right, and then the rules for the 401ks are so restrictive that, you're, you you know, you try to build yourself a pension. You're, it's just, I mean, you can't touch the money until you're 59 and a half without penalty unless there's an emergency. You, you know, the 401ks are great in theory, but, you know, if you're going to trust, you know, 100% of your assets being in a 401k, that's not the smartest thing. Well, you don't want to take anything from a fluctuating asset. You want it to be guaranteed. Look at your your pensions and annuities. Social Security, in reality, is an annuity, right? Because what it does is it provides a guaranteed income right. that's determined by technically a company, the government, mm-hmm. and where you know the company for your pension, what you're going to get per month. Right. Because based on what you contributed to the contract, literally the contract with the government for Social Security, mm-hmm. or the company you work for for that whole time. So the annuity does the same mm-hmm. thing. It just can build up wealth without losing it. Right. So if you make $2,000 a month in Social Security, but you need to live on 3500 you can turn some of your 401k into that extra 1500 keep the rest of the money in the market, and, and get those returns that you need. But your income part is guaranteed, right? right? As long as Social Security stays funded, we'll be fine. Which that's a whole other episode that we'll get down to uh, at another time. Eventually. So um, – What's, what do you think are your target clients? And, I mean, I'm just going to say my target clients are, you know, first responders, um, generally just people that uh, need help in the life insurance space uh, and long-term care is basically my niche. I know you, you're, you, you're a little bit better at uh, annuities and uh, the actual retirement strategies. I'm better at the tax planning or whatever. Well, yeah, but you come from that world. You were, you worked to the MS. Right. You were, you did all that. You, yeah. You've worked for the Phillies and done that. You worked right. for the Eagles and done that. So you come from that world. So you know exactly what they're doing, where they are. Right. right. So like for me, unions are more of my structure. My wife's a teacher. So they, she's in the union. Uh, Severely my, underfunded pension. <laughs> yeah. So my grandfather was a police officer, right? Mm-hmm. He was a, a constable out in um, Radnor mm-hmm. for 30 years. Uh, great. You can see a picture of him if you look it up. He was the one who brought Lenny Dykstra and Darren Dalton in after they crashed into the tree um, back yeah. in the day. So, like, you know, he was always there. Um, so I look at those, you know, people we grew up with that are in the electrical union, are in the carpenters union, work for the port right. authority. They're all right. different unions, and their structures are all different. Right. Right? And most of these people and guys that, you know, we grew up with are a little bit older than us, all they've done is go into work. They don't understand how – to take their retirement right. or how to deal with their retirement, right? So they just kind of go and say, hey, we're going to stick it in a 2045 fund and, and, and we'll be good. Well, it doesn't always work that no, way. not at all. And, and, and it's not like the fucking people that work at these companies are helping them, right? No. They're just saying, oh, fill this out. This is good. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. But the point is, is that at some point, 
you got to turn that into income because that's how you're going to live. That's how you're going to yeah. live your best life retired. Right. And most people, when they see the four to six choices, are probably going to make a mistake. Um, yeah. You know, that's, you know, you know, that's the thing about pensions. You know, you get one choice, you get one slip of paper, and you could slip up the rest of your financial life. Yeah, you get one option. They don't know that you, if you need it to be, you can take the – the, uh, the number one, the 100%, right? Right. And then you could buy a life insurance. Your wife can buy a life insurance policy on you. Mm-hmm. So if something happens to you, you equal out the pension, right? Mm-hmm. You can do it that way. You can take the 75-75 or the 50-50. Or you can take out what you've contributed to your pension. Still get a pension payment and then take control of that money and reinvest it. If you wanted to buy a sure house, if you wanted to move, right. do anything else, that's what you can do with it. Right. And people don't realize you can do that. Right. I mean – when it, I mean, again, it's, it's, I, we're, we're talking about the Pension Protection Act and, and a couple other things. I mean, it's, it is a hard read and it's a hard thing to explain to people to sum it up. Again, that's a whole other episode talking about exchanges. But um, yeah, I mean, the union people that you've been helping that I've seen over the last year and a half, I mean, you know, the first thing that comes to mind when they walk in, A, they're happy to see you, which obviously that does help during the sales process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they generally just like they 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 trust you and then the you know the people that you can uh, get them in front of to uh, you know if they have a tax question if they have an accounting question the people that you know I mean I'm saying you but I mean like obviously uh, Compass in general we can get them the support they need yeah I mean we've built relationships over the time I mean right. I've I've grown up here you've grown up here right. so along the way you're going to meet people in different business in, in different functions right. that do specifically what people need. Right. Like I don't deal with Medicare. Right. I have one or two people that I can recommend that I know at the end of the day will put our clients or you know, we're yeah. non clients in the best place to go. Right? Yeah. I mean the first my first client I ever signed, we got her a Medicare interview two days later. Yep. And I mean she's got the perfect plan now. So yeah. exactly. And she does and you know that's because that's ever changing. They do it specifically. That's what they do. Right. Right? You Everyone has their niche or niche, whatever you want to right. call it. It just depends on where you're going to go with it, right? right. And in, in our – I just feel that building relationships for the long term. Mm-hmm. But 90% of my clients, we talk to yeah. on a regular basis. They call. Right. They talk. Yeah. They want to ask a question. They want to ask about remortgaging. They want to ask about buying the shore house. Where can we get extra money if we needed it and those types of things, right? I mean, our, our friend uh, from Pico. Yeah. We had a Pico employee came in two years ago. You know, he didn't know what he was doing. Didn't know how to retire. We showed him how to retire, helped him plan for, um, you know, for his wife. If God forbid right. something happens to him, uh, we got him a long-term care plan. Thank God, because he ended up mm-hmm. after, six months after he, d- he had uh, prostate cancer. Yeah. He's still he's still battling, but doing well. I mean, we look at these people. We look at we had a, a client that had a settlement, right, two mm-hmm. million dollars settlement. And the broker just put it all in the, in the market. And, and didn't it, listen to them. So, like, the day we were trying to help them, and, you know, I'm not getting too specific in the case, but we were just trying to basically hedge the down market. At the moment when we acted, the market was only down 7%. And the guys just, like, did not listen to, to them, asking them, hey, we want to get out of some of this, and did not listen. Yeah, and then when we finally needed, did it, All they you know, really needed was a little bit of income to – 
to generate so they didn't have to keep going back and saying, hey, Mr. Broker, we need 30 grand right. or we need 20 grand or we're doing this or doing that. Yeah. But they have an income and they're perfectly right. happy. Yeah. And then the rest of that half went down to 20% last year. You know, it went down, but we hedged it, you know. Right. And that's going to come back. The market right. always comes back. And that's yeah. the whole point. So when we work with the asset managers, you know, depending on the client, you're looking at the 60 40 split, 70 30. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that fact, because you need guarantees. Right. What if it, you know, the market continues to do what it did last year? Like, yeah, it's up, up and down right now, right? right? Well, like it normally is. Yeah. But if it, if it corrects 20% again and you're walking out the door to retirement, how does that help you? Doesn't at all. Right. I mean, that's also, you know, a, a thing you just brought up there. It's like you're, you're in a 60-40. If you're paying fees on a fixed income and you're paying 1% or 2% on fixed income portfolio, you might want to just move that to something else where you're not being charged fees and you're going to get at least the same exact result, you know? You can. Yeah. You can. You can get the same exact result. I mean, you can get, you know, in the in the asset part of it, you're going to get those plus 30s, right? Right. But what if you can get a plus 20 with no market risk? Right. And, and then take income from it later on. Exactly. Right? So when the market's down, you're taking money from a guaranteed bucket. And when the market's up, you're taking from the asset. Right, Correct. like you can you can bring it back and forth, right? And that's how we plan. And when we talk to asset managers and ha- what they do and how they do, when we work with them, we make sure that that's something that they do, right? Because it makes sense. Because it does make sense if they don't have enough income to survive, right? Right. And I mean, I mean the the uh, basically the the staggering number is, and again, I'm not going to get to the exact numbers, but it's over seventy percent don't have enough for retirement, even if they're at the retirement age. It's it's just the way it is. And then you're going to have people working into the 85 now to, you know, hopefully have a couple of years of retirement, which is what we're trying to prevent. Right. And that yeah. also gets to the point, if you're, th- you know, four to five years away from retirement and you're over that 59 and a half, you have the ability to do what's called an in-service withdrawal. Mm-hmm. So you can take a portion of your 401k, preserve it now and build up that income stream, yep. you know, and we can get into that at later points, but how you build yeah. it up. But you could build it up where you're matching your Social Security dollar right. for dollar along the way in a, in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. Right. Right. And again, like the that's that's for our you know people in the fifties and things like. But uh, our you know people that are in their thirties and forties, like you know, what should they be doing? I mean, first off, I mean, do they have any type of life insurance, term, whole, whatever? I mean, they they I don't care who you are, you still need some type of insurance to protect you, your family. I mean, even if you're single, you know, you, you got to have something. You yeah, know. It, it, you just have to look at it. I mean, if you're a police officer, right, you have life insurance while you're working. You die outside. You don't get anything. Correct. Um, I, I mean, there was a – who uh, I forget his name. He was 38 years old, running on a treadmill, died of a heart attack. Right. Police officer. They had to do a GoFundMe page. Right. Who wants a GoFundMe page anymore? Yeah. So go fund yourself. Right. right. Go fund yourself with a little bit of term insurance. Right. You know, you, at 30, 20 years old, you get a million dollars for 20 bucks. Right. Something like that. More than you pay for, you know, less for what you pay for what you pay at Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts for coffee every month. Right. And you can protect your family for years to come just yeah. by doing that. Exactly. But everyone's like, oh, we have life insurance through work. It's one time your salary. What if you leave that job? It doesn't go anywhere. Right. Right. So if you can establish a 30 year term at this point, I mean, <laughs> you, you can do something like that. Right. So, I mean, it's great that you pay $2 a pay for, you know, uh, you know, your work life insurance. But, and I ran into this when I, when I left 911, we had the, you know, it was, I think it was $7 a year. So that just tells you how inexpensive it was. Sure. But for me to convert that, it would have been 
um, it would have been $214 a month for $70,000 worth of coverage. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you can get 1.5 at 40 right. years old for yeah. less than 200. Well, when we, when I, when we bought this house, we, you know, the protection we were looking at was, okay, if something happens to either one of us, they can live here and we don't have to worry about it. Right. I don't even remember how much we're paying because it's been now eight years. But let, let me put this. I got 250000 um, because I'm a man and I'm stupid. So we had to pay more. You know, I, I'm paying, let's just say I'm paying 40 bucks a month. It's yeah. not a bad thing. You know, and it was 30 a year. Yeah. You know, because it pays off the, the mortgage. Her, you know, since, you know, she's a woman and smart, you know, you know, we got her $500,000. She's still paying less than I am. Right. You know, that's well, just the way it is. women are technically live longer, so they're going to be, in, they're going to yeah. end up being cheaper. Right. Um, if you think about it, if you buy a, you know, nowadays $350,000, $400,000 house, you might want to have double that, right? You, oh, absolutely. You might want to have 800000 So yeah. then the house gets paid off, and then there's money for the kids and the, and the wife to continue right. in their own world. Right. And it's tax-free. That's the other thing. Yeah. So it's tax-free, and now you have other options that open up, you know, yeah. okay, you know, now we don't have GoFundMe for a college fund for little Billy. Now you have $100,000 that you're dumping in, you know, if, mm-hmm. even if they don't go to school, you know. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, now it's it's set up to where their college is already paid for. Correct. Yeah. Or everything else they need. If they, if they don't go to college, if they want to go to private high school. Right. I mean, nowadays, how many people are going to private high school? Right. right. And, I mean, when we went to private high school, I mean, it was like, what, $1,700 a year? I mean, now it's like ten grand. I mean, it's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. You know? But yeah, so everything can be taken care of without part of the life insurance. It's just what you're you're planning for, right? Yeah. And part of that plan is when you buy the house is you get your PNC insurance, you go through your State Farm, your Allstate, your Nationwide, whoever it may be, your independent broker, right? And that's what you do, yeah, right. And then you get, and then maybe they put some term in there. If they don't, you you should go outside and shop it because you can get an independent insurance agent to run you. Uh, yeah. 20 different quotes and get it that way. I mean, they can come through you. You do that all day long. That's what yeah. you do. I mean, I literally just wrote a, a woman uh, bought a uh, $200,000 policy. Uh, it was paying $1,200 a year, right? Uh, and she had 20 years left on this term. Um, I have her at 700000 now for 25 years and paying 820 Now, again, also, her health is spectacular, so I can't yeah. guarantee, you know, everyone's sure, sure. different. But, I mean, that, just that little... Change, you know, mm-hmm. there's also there's cookie cutter life insurance where it's hey, you're male 55, you're paying blank, you know. Yeah, and there's life insurance with living benefits. I mean, yeah. God forbid something happens, you stroke, heart attack, cancer, right? You get a percentage of the death benefit up front, right? And they'll just take it off the back end, right? Right? I mean, look at, uh, I mean, if you're able to put extra money away for either a whole life or IUL, I mean, you can. Buy, use yeah. that money later on for the kids' college. You yeah. can use it to buy a property later on as long as you're funding it the right way. Yeah. It's like the infinite banking system. You can go over all over TikTok and see oh, the and same yeah. stuff. And, again, the, the don't obviously listen to TikTok 100%. There are some major nuances of what they're talking about. Sure, sure. And you have to nail each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. But that said, you know, we can do that for you, So right. which, is a, which is a nice thing. So yeah. um, basically to sum it up, I mean, this was just a, you know, just introducing who we were, um, what we do, and uh, yeah. So uh, basically, uh, what's your email and uh, what's your uh, contact info? Yeah, so my contact info, you can reach me at uh, bmurphy at com, or you can reach me at 610-247-2320. I mean, reach me at pretty much any time you want. Yeah. I will not answer on the weekends probably because I'll be at a kid's sporting event. 
Yeah, but but I will get all 9,000 uh, 9, of them a weekend that you're at. Yeah, my you son know? plays in, uh, from my youngest son, a 10-year-old, plays in two, you know, two to three different baseball teams now. Mm-hmm. And then my other son, Evan, manages the baseball team at his ATR, and right. then he's doing baseball and um, lacrosse right now and handball. So he's right. playing four different teams. And sports. then he's got basketball in the fall, right? And the basketball in the fall and the football, and then he manages all those teams. So oh, man. keeps us moving. Yeah. But it's always fun. Nothing wrong with that. And then my, my phone number is 484-433-6864 and Tom at NYCFSI.com. So, uh, yeah, that's us in a nutshell.